This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls have plenty. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? The Guardian Leviosa. Now on, you do as I do. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Hearing, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, my name is Monica. I was totally confused now for a second because usually I go into introducing my co-host but today my co-host is not here with us unfortunately amanda is very very sick and ill today but because we have an amazing guest on today we said we're gonna do it anyway and i have the <laughs> wonderful privilege of um introducing you to frank the pegasus who is a wonderful, wonderful streamer. She's a full-time content creator. Um, her focus is on sex positivity, body acceptance, and mental health advocacy. We love that. Um, Frank is streaming already for almost five years. Frank is super queer. We love that too. And um, Frank loves all simulation and collection games. And today, Frank is with us Um because she's amazing and she agreed to do this podcast with us today. Hi, Frank. Hi. I'm really, really excited. I don't, you keep saying like, I feel so honored and I am like really excited that you're here and you agreed to do this with me. Like I'm being <laughs> sequestered against my will, but I was so excited to be reached out uh, to do something that wasn't, I love, like I love doing podcasts about streaming and like focused on streaming, but this is like, a really cool opportunity to talk about things that are kind of like beyond the streaming world. Um, and yeah. to talk about something that is so focused on like being a femme person in a male dominated environment. I think your, your interest says it all. And I'm, I'm so excited. So thanks for having me. I'm so excited that you're here. And it is, it is, it is an honor because I know you have like, you do a lot of streaming all day and you do you have like a huge audience and beautiful and it's always like for tiny people it always feels like we are so small and then when you reach out to someone who is so big then you're like oh god they agreed to come on and it's just like this angels are singing and everything it's like <laughs> ah and yeah you immediately said yes too and it was like oh she said yes this is amazing <laughs> so yeah yeah we're a bit of fan fangirls too in most most of the ways and often when we have um yeah, amazing uh, people on like you. So we're super excited. Sorry, I, I will stop fangirling now. <laughs> I know you're also really bad with compliments. Like I saw that the other day on stream. And I'm like, <laughs> I know this. If you are nice to me, I will cry. <laughs> <laughs> you will do very well with <laughs> with uh, with Gemma, who is also in stream today. She also cry cries easily. <laughs> like, Perfect. I, <laughs> so that's great totally not calling Gemma out or anything but I think she stands behind her behind the we we call it pulling a Gemma when you cry easily nowadays <laughs> sorry Gemma but also sorry I get it <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, um, so we will start out with, I'm just going to ask you a bit about you, and then we have a rapid fire round, and then we're going to go a bit into the questions. Um, in general, we're just going to talk a bit about Frank in the beginning, and then our topic is generally loving the skin that we're in and radical self-love, because we decided in January we're going to say, fuck this shit, and we're going to not, <laughs> not abide to, we will be better next year bullshit especially not after 2020 so um that's what we want to talk about with you today so for everybody who is not aware what's going on so first of all frank who are you if you have to describe yourself who are you besides of what i already said um i often just refer to myself as a dork on the internet because that's kind of <laughs> what i am um i'm just a nerd who uh has a hard time making friends and a hard time being social in the real life and uh so I started trying content creation to see if I could make some friends. And mm -hmm. um, I never intended to be a full-time creator. Actually, what's really funny is the very first time I ever did an interview kind of sort of thing like this, it was I was probably less than six months into creating content, um, maybe even less than three months. And somebody asked me wow. what my goals were. And I said, I'll never be a full-time content creator. <laughs> right. I don't want to be a full-time content creator. I'm not aspiring to do that. Um, uh, and here we are, here we are. I, I think I started to just like realize that I could reach a lot of people this way. And, um, so that's kind of what got me into streaming and what kind of kept me there is just getting to meet people and learn and grow and help others to learn and grow. Um, but in general, I am, uh, I'm a cat mom. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a, a polyamorous queer woman. Um, I love to hike and I love plants. Um, I love learning about nature and environmentalism. Um, nice. I don't know. It's hard to, that's a, it's such a hard question to answer. Like, who are you? My name's Frank. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you said you didn't want to become, a, or you, you're not going to be a full-time content creator, was it more of the, of the, imposter syndrome that was hitting you and was like i i will not make that or did you really not want to do that when you started out and then realized actually i do really enjoy it <laughs> um i think at that point i was such a hobbyist when i first started like i mm. took it seriously and i had a schedule and i i was like very very like into keeping that schedule but i i i didn't have an ambition to make it my mm -hmm. full-time job and i didn't know what i was doing <laughs> um, so I never, I never intended for it to go anywhere. Um, I feel immensely lucky, um, but I'll be the first one to tell you that I still don't know what I'm doing, and I still don't know <laughs> why this is a like. Ask, ask my community. They, they know. They hear it on the regular that I don't know why they're there, and I don't know why they follow, and I don't know why they hang out. Because um, I didn't mean to do this. It was completely by accident <laughs> uh, that I, I ended up with the platform. I would say, like in the last six months to a year, is the first first time that I've been like, I guess I should figure out what I'm doing and maybe do this with a purpose um, <laughs> so that I can like do this as a career, maybe a little bit more like uh, securely, I guess. It um, is so fascinating yeah. to me that you, like, because we're all like following other people, obviously as well, and people who follow you and every one of you who's like making a some part or all of their income 
through streaming, they all sit there and are like, I don't know how this happened. I don't know why you're all here. And like the community <laughs> always says, because you're freaking awesome. And because we love the community that you created and the content you create. So again, like, what the fuck is going on? I still don't know why I'm here. <laughs> but it's true. And I think, I think if you, if you are a creator and you are in this space and you know the answer to those questions, then please reach out to me. Like if you hear that, <laughs> reach out to me and tell me, because I would love to know. Um, I think a, a huge part of it really is that I look at what I do and I look at like the space that we've created and I don't deny that it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I don't also think that it is unique. Um, mm -hmm. and I don't know why, like what about me makes it unique. So that's, that's the part that I really trip up on where I'm like, I didn't mean to do this. And I don't deny that it is a great group of people. Um, but I also don't feel like I did anything <laughs> to make that happen. Like I just got really, really lucky to have some really fantastic, wonderful folks surround me and lift me up and support me in doing this thing and creating this space and forming these friendships. And I cherish it with everything that I have. And I am, like I said, I, I really am focused on trying to figure out how to do this thing because um, I feel like I really got very lucky a lot of times in a row to get to where I am right now. <laughs> or maybe, maybe, just maybe, it's because you're a really amazing human being. And oh. it's not just luck. Because yeah. it can't <laughs> always be just luck. And I think the good, and I think, and that's what I, I, I like I always say this, and I preach to the choir like constantly about this, that I think that people who are authentic and uh, are authentically themselves they are the ones, I'm not saying that you can't get rich quick on Twitch if you try and if you like mm -hmm. pretend to do be someone that you're not. Um, but if you're an authentic human being and people start to notice that you are here because you just simply enjoy yourself and it's you, the things that are important to you, which you already mentioned, like we, which I read out before is like mental health stuff and all the po body acceptance things. Those are things that people flock to. And because you're you and because those points are so important to you, that's why people stay with you. And not just because you're lucky, but because the mixture of what makes you you and the authenticity that makes you you, that's why people stay with you. See, this is what I mean. Like, if you're nice to me, I will cry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's very sweet. It's very, very sweet. And um, maybe one day I'll believe it too. Yeah. <laughs> but then I also think that's probably the charm of it all. Like, and I say that to the to to everyone I'm constantly also like I'm to to the ones I follow as well. It's like the the probably the moment that you actually start to believe the thing is when it gets weird. That's when people then <laughs> then yeah, will like, be like, "What is wrong with the yeah? What is wrong with that person now?" Um, <laughs> I don't like this new this new like they they confidence <laughs> and new confidence is all weird. No, but I I think it's. There's a difference between being confident and being like an asshole. <laughs> that is true. That is true. There's a, there's a fine line between confidence and yeah. arrogance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's go to the rapid fire round and I try to, to make it rapid. And it hardly ever is, so don't feel bad if it's not. Okay. All right. So I'm in. I'm in. I got my I got my game and pants on. I'm gonna do perfect. perfect. <laughs> I'm in. <Do> it. Um <laughs> 
I'm glad that you can do quick fire things. I can never like aim for <laughs> shit in anything. Um, okay. Also, just let us know as much as you want to know. And obviously, you don't have to give us all sure. your full <laughs> address or whatever. <laughs> okay. So, where are you from? Um, I am from the United States. Uh, more specifically, I am from the northern Midwest. And more specifically than that, I am from Wisconsin. And that's about Ooh. as specific as I get. Perfect. Um, <laughs> um, what are your pronouns? Uh, she, her. I am a cisgendered woman. Perfect. Um, I mean, whatever is fine, but... <laughs> Perfect. It was just a reaction to, 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 like I said, perfect before, not like to put anything on a pedestal or something. Oh, God, mark my words. Um, yeah. <laughs> when are you a geek since? So maybe the year or story of your first geek experience. Um, oh, goodness. So who? My, my parents are gamers. So I grew up with games in my household. Um, the first time I remember gaming I was probably only like three like it's one of my very first memories to play games with my mom and my dad um my dad used to play Tetris I'm surprisingly good at Tetris and I say surprising (laughs) because anybody who's seen my gameplay knows that I'm not good at games but um surprisingly good at Tetris and um the first game I ever remember like anybody playing in my house was the original Legend of Zelda uh, that my mom played and kind of sparked my love for Zelda games uh, I didn't actually start gaming myself too much, aside from like some educational games that we had on the PC growing up. Um, think like Zoom Beanies and Pajama Sam and like Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, like those kind of like educational games. After that, it was like not until I was in college, probably, uh, mm-hmm. that I started really gaming myself. And honestly, I probably wouldn't have called myself a gamer until I met my current partner, which was about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are the ones that like really kind of like honed my gaming into my own, my own hobby rather than like it being something that I watched other people do or mm-hmm. that I just kind of did when I was with other people and enjoyed when I was with other people. So I think I've always been a geek, but as far as like gaming geeking goes, I would, I would definitely say it's only been in like the last decade that I would own that label myself. Mm, nice. So I'm late to the game games there is no there is no whenever anyone joins the game it's when they join the game it's never too late no that is true <laughs> so sweet um what are your big, uh, biggest geeky influences so maybe books movies tv shows teachers games or whatever comes to mind yeah i think um zelda is a big one i i really love the adventure puzzle aspect of zelda games um and especially like Kind of the newer Zelda games also have that like collection aspect with it too. And like that just gets me sucked in. Breath of the Wild is my absolute favorite game of all time and probably oh, will yes. be until Breath of the Wild 2 comes. <laughs> I know. I'm like 2021 Breath of the Wild 2, please. Thank you I very know, much. Right? <laughs> we need it. Oh, um, so bad. I know. I, I feel a little cliche saying that like Zelda is one of my favorite titles, but um, they're the some of the games that I think I connected with first and the most. Um, that said, I also just love anything that I can sink a lot of hours into and mm-hmm. kind of have like some mindless gameplay, but also just like some joy in getting to create like a story of my own or a world of my own. Um, mm-hmm. Lately, that's been Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing, but. That doesn't mean that, you know, there's not anything else that will catch my eye. Um, yeah. 
if it's a modern simulation game, I've probably played it at least because <laughs> <laughs> nice. I just really enjoy. I really enjoy the like the pace of those games. I think it it does a lot to quell anxiety because there's no mm-hmm. it's not super fast paced. You can kind of take it as it comes and create your own world within that world, and that's always been really lovely to me. Um, I don't know if that actually answers your question, but that's those. Oh, are the- for sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, it totally answers the question. It's a big, they're big influences in your life because you also say um, you use them to calm your own anxiety. And I think that's, mm. that's mm-hmm. a lot of like big influence at something because people also always tend to view games as something so <sighs> useless yeah. in a way. But it's really not like so many people use it for so many different things. Like you use it to calm your anxiety. Other people use it to connect with other people. And it's not always the place where kids go and hang and waste their life on, basically. It can be something super important for people. and, And I just think we need to be aware of that, too. So it's definitely a big influence. I also, like... Kind of in that vein, I am a person that is going to be loud and obnoxious about tearing down this idea that just because the only thing you get out of something is enjoyment means it's a waste of time. As if Amen. <laughs> away from something is somehow a waste of time. Like that's yeah. not the world that we need to be pushing for and living in. And that is just like this capitalist ideal that's being pushed upon us to create like productive robot humans. But yes, if you're listening to this and the only reason you play games is to enjoy a game, that's a good enough reason to play a game. That's a good enough reason to do pretty much anything as long as you're not hurting other people. So that is true. It gets some good good joy out of your life, you know? Especially right now, I think we all need something that brings us a little bit of happiness, you know? So true. It's so true. And I'm so over, so over this constant drive for fucking productivity. Sorry, there's mm-hmm. a little swearing going on yeah. around here. So. Okay. Please because do. because it's just you can it doesn't matter and it, it doesn't define who you are whether or not you're productive you've been productive today or not and exactly this toxic productivity culture is just so annoying and i have because i work for myself i feel it's all, always something that I, that hits me like constantly yeah. with with friends that also are self-employed i'm i haven't done anything today i'm like so what or I, it was a week <laughs> and i was not productive and i'm like so fucking what like it doesn't matter whether you got up at nine and then you went to bed at nine and you stayed in bed all day if that's what you needed in that moment, then that's what it what it is. And it doesn't make you less of a person because you haven't done anything for a while or, or, or that day or for however long. Um, but everybody tells you to, and as you say, it's sometimes really hard to figure out what you really enjoy. And if it's a video game, then let it be a freaking video game and enjoy the living daylight out of that if, if, if that's what it brings you. But, oh, God, yes. Exactly. All of that. I'm snapping (laughs) i wish i could do like this this amazing this sassy snap but i'm not that sassy (laughs) like i'm not with my movements at least (laughs) um what are your current geeky pastimes i mean i think outside of gaming because we've we've covered that i am i am very geeky in that in that (laughs) way um one thing that i think a lot of people don't necessarily know is how like into 
plants and birds, my partner and I are. Like if you if you followed my my Instagram, maybe you would know. Um, but my partner and I do a lot of hiking, and uh, in doing that, we also do a lot of like identifying of the plants that are surrounding us and the birds and the like the 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 animals that are around um, birds specifically because. I think bird identification is just a fascinating thing because there are so many tiny things that can see. I could, I could geek out about this. Is the thing. <laughs> we have plants, so uh, same with uh, it's the same with flowers, especially like there are certain things that like this is this type of flower just because this type of petal is on it, but it's called this this if it, you know like it's just a fun, cool thing to learn about, and I think it <laughs> it really forces me to like slow down and uh, like observe the space that I'm coexisting with because um, it allows like it, it like going for a hike is fine and getting outside is great. Mm. But um, if I stop and think about like, how is like, how is my impact on all of these things that are surrounding me? Like what even are all of these things that are surrounding mm-hmm. me? How do they work together? How do we cultivate, you know, a, 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 this, this whole thing all like, how do they all play together? Like, okay, so this one comes in here and this one comes in there. And I don't know. It's just a, it's, that's, that's probably one of those like geeky things that people may not necessarily know about me is that I just like spend a lot of time thinking and learning about plants. <laughs> I like that as a current geeky pastime. I think it's great that like you have this amazing balance between like super geeky, sh- like super geeky computer shit. And then mm-hmm. also like being out in the world and nature and taking that all in because i do think like there's a lot of nerding out about um mm-hmm. birdies i once heard i don't know i was a, i was a much younger person when i heard this but uh it really stuck with me and i've always kind of tried to capture this this idea that you should find something you love that brings you joy something you love that brings you money and something you love that keeps you active and oh. um, like hiking just kind of became that thing that keeps me active and more specifically that. just getting outside and being part of like among this like the world that we live in and getting to like observe it i guess um so yeah is that something you um developed early on when you were young that 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 fascination for outside or is that something that came mm. later for you yes and no um i have always really liked camping and uh, my family doesn't do camping cuz my mom uh <laughs> Actually, this is a kind of a funny story. One time I asked my my dad why we don't camp and he told me to ask my mom. And when I asked my mom, her response for why we don't camp as a family was simply, I don't like bugs. Which <laughs> made, me laugh, made me laugh so hard then it made me laugh, uh, makes me laugh even to this day. So I always used to like be the tag along friend that would come along uh, with all of my friends' families who camped because um, my friends <laughs> all knew that I loved it. Um, so I'd always camp with them. Uh, so I've always liked being outside. I also grew up riding horses. Um, so I was always kind of like with animals and like, I guess like in a barn, but not necessarily outside, but still, you know, still getting to like kind of get that same sense of adventure and that sense of nature. So I think it was honed in on, um, a bit when I was younger, but honestly, my partner, uh, grew up in a much more rural area than I did mm-hmm. and um, has always like also been kind of a person that was wanted to be outdoors all the time. And they work as a ranger. Um, so they Ooh. know a lot of like hiking spots and stuff like that. So um, 
it's been something that we've done together since even before they worked as a ranger, but more so now we go out with like a more more of a purpose to like go and observe and take pictures and uh, kind of log things that we see. And winter is hard because it's really just birds during the winter. And even then it's like <laughs> not that many birds, a lot of them migrate, but there are no flowers right now. There probably won't be flowers for another couple of months. But then we start to see some really cool uh, plant life that forms like really early and blooms early and quickly, uh, which is cool to see. It's always like a kind of a fun thing to be like, the flowers are starting back up and where I live, it gets really cold and snowy. So we probably won't see them for another couple of months, but oh no, in March, we'll start to see things. Um, and that's really, really exciting. I think that's great when you have someone that you can share that, that passion about something mm -hmm. with, like mm -hmm. just that, that love for something specific like because yeah. you can't just like to hike and then that's it or you can i don't know yeah i think that's a totally valid thing to just like enjoy mm -hmm. the scenery that's mm -hmm. that's fine but i do find that a lot of people who like hiking at a certain point they're like also i really like looking at butterflies or also i really like seeing the flowers or also you know like there's something else <laughs> yeah. that, like keeps them going back out there yeah um, yeah for sure It speaks a lot for me that my botanical knowledge goes from flower, tree, bush, <laughs> bird. <laughs> That's probably like that. I definitely <laughs> I used to ask my partner, like, what kind of tree is that? And they have gotten me more than once by saying things like, That's a wood tree. And I was like, Wait, what? Really? <laughs> like, I'm fascinating. Wait, that doesn't know. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> uh, you, like, I, I forgot everything they taught us in school about any of this. So I'm like, yeah, probably I probably would wouldn't be able to survive in a zombie apocalypse because I'm not like not able to say if something is poisonous or not. A lot of that stuff is actually so tricky because there are so many lookalikes, especially when it comes to like mushrooms. There are so many that are like, this one is safe, but it looks a lot like this other one that will kill you. <laughs> So there, there are like only a few that are like absolutely totally safe to harvest and eat. And even then they're like, watch out for ant colonies that love to burrow into these. So it's a whole oh, thing. <laughs> you know so many things. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I see outside from my window. <laughs> I know. I feel like that's such a nerd thing to be like outside. Yeah, totally. Or like, what is outside? Like that's such a joke. But um, I'm like. Oh, Less so in the winter, but on my days off, like that's usually that's where you can find me is like spending some time outside. Yeah, no, I should do more outside, but now it's cold. We have snow and I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is not my favorite time of the year to hike between hiking through snow and also the fact that it's just heckin cold. Um, yeah, it's just not it's not as much fun. <laughs> <laughs> it can be really pretty on like more temperate days, but. Uh, No, not my favorite. I'm like a spring person. Spring, like 23, 25 degrees and a bit of wind. That's my temperature. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. Um, maybe 2021 we'll have better outside again with not having everything be full of horrible viruses and shit like that. But, you know, yeah, that we will get really there. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same. <sighs> okay. So as I mentioned before, um, we have like love the skin you're in months, fuck, fuck every phobia that has to do with the body out and every ism that has to do with body and just like embrace the way you are 
And that's why we invited you on because you talk about this um, quite regularly on Twitter as well. How you're like, mm -hmm. don't comment on how fat or not fat I am. Fat is not something that is a, it's just a descriptor, is not anything mm -hmm. bad. Um, mm -hmm. And how was your journey there? And obviously as much as you want to share with us about, have you been like, I call it confident or like self-loving no. always? No, no. <laughs> Uh, I don't know that you can live in our current society as a fat child and grow yeah. up feeling confident in yourself. Uh, yes. They don't give us a lot of room for that mm -hmm. as kids. Um, I would love to meet the kid that has always been confident all the way through. I think I was a confident child. Um, mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, puberty hits and you find out that you're supposed to look. I, You can't see me, but I'm putting supposed in, supposed to in like quotation marks. Like you're, <laughs> there is this body that we should be striving for and there's a face that we should be striving for and um i think once we learn that because and it, we do learn it um that is when that confidence breaks down and i spent years hating myself i spent years having a disordered relationship with food um i spent years and years dieting and undieting and really 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 trying to find something that made me feel better about mm -hmm. myself And it wasn't until I focused in on myself and loving myself um, and doing things for me to take care of me that I really started to feel, I guess, what you would call confident in myself. Mm. And I still have bad days. And I think a lot of us will probably, uh, even if we do you know, subscribe to this body acceptance, body positivity movement, we'll still say yeah. like, there are days that you look in the mirror and you think, oh, if only I didn't have this, or I wish that this, the, the we, insecurity, I think is a normal thing, um, mm -hmm. or at least it's normal in, again, current society. But I don't think, I don't think that there is space for especially young femmes to uh, grow up and be confident the entire way through. Mm -hmm. Honestly, no matter what your body looks like, I don't think we, that we carve that space out, which is what I truly aim to break down for everybody and what I would love to see us do away with is that but we're a long 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 ways away from that because it's not just individuals who are are kind of like continuing that notion it is all of the media that we consume and mm. all of the kind of the history that we have as well so it's not just a current problem it is it is a forever problem probably <laughs> probably a forever problem but also it doesn't need to be a forever problem for you for yourself No, it's definitely an, an, a thing that each individual can work on and kind mm. of break free from. Mm. Um, and I think we are starting to see more of this. Um, you know, if we look at if we look at media, um, I am a, an elder millennial, and <laughs> when I look at media growing up of fat women in media, like who do we have to look up to? And if we start to break that down, it's like we are looking at the handmaiden from uh, the the Disney version of Robin Hood, who was... Yes, Lady... I don't know what she's called Lady in Cluck? English. In German, she's yeah. called Lady Cluck, Lady Cluck, Lady Cluck. Yeah, Lady Cluck. Um, okay. She's probably one of the best, honestly, uh, of all of them. Because, like, anybody else, like her and maybe Ursula, argue, arguably, yeah. like, Ursula was evil and she was seen as, like, conniving and, all like, a witch. But, like, 
you know, like, do we really know the backstory? What was going on with King Triton there? I'm just saying. I, I would totally love like this. What they had, what they did with the Wizard of Oz with yes, Wicked. I, I want that for Ursula, even though I shat my pants and had to leave the cinema when I saw her come on. But now I want it. <laughs> um, but I think, I think if we look at all of like the 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 mm-hmm. women, especially that we had to look up to, they were if they were fat, they were sexless, and if they weren't sexless, they were like evil or they were gluttonous, or they were lazy, or, you know, they were never dynamic. So much of their existence Mm -hmm. was based on the fact that they were fat. Um, And so we weren't given good role models to really, like, Mm. prove to ourselves, like, this is an okay thing to be. Um, And I, I think that that is shifting a little bit more. There is still a lack of dynamic fat bodies in media. Mm -hmm. Um, And I say that as, like, I would love, I would love to see a fat character in any source of media. And if you have one, please let me know because I don't think I've ever seen them where they're not talking. There's not at least one joke, either self-depreciating joke that they make or a mm-hmm. joke that somebody else makes about their body or the fact that they eat or anything like that. It just mm-hmm. like it doesn't really exist. Even if we are creating more dynamic characters, there's still always going to be that like, oh, you're pudgy. Um Mm. And it, I think it's gotten better. I know it's gotten better because if you look at the character in Greece, um, I forget her name off the top of my head, but there was one of the friends in Greece that was supposed to be like the fat friend. Um, Are I, we talking about the musical Greece? The yeah, the musical turned movie Greece um, with John Travolta. That one. Yeah. Let me see if I can find the like <laughs> the name of the. Isn't she, isn't she like has it? Didn't she have black hair? Yeah, Marty was that her name? Was it Marty? Is is was she the one? Roxy? Uh, honestly, I don't know how important it is. She yeah, was, never she mind. Was seen, she was seen as like the fat character, but if you looked at her body, like she was not fat. She just <laughs> like, had she hips. That was all, wasn't it? Yeah, like yeah, was, she, like yeah. she was. She just was like she was. I guess a little bit heavier set than Olivia Newton John. But she was well, not fat. That's so difficult, <laughs> is it? <laughs> well, exactly. Exactly. So, like, like we know that we've progressed because that is no mm-hmm. longer our standard of what fat means, which mm-hmm. is nice. Um, but we still are not quite to the point where we just accept that fat bodies are uh, like an okay visual for us. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. it's still it's still very much not quite accepted in in like a, a mainstream way. The way yeah. that. I strive to be. So yeah, it ends up being kind of an individual, an individual quest. And um, it really takes a conscious effort every single day to love yourself and focus in on taking care of yourself because you love yourself. Um, mm. That is so much more simply said than it is actually done. <laughs> I, I was just thinking that, like, how do you do that? How do you do that? Especially, I think it's super difficult. Like, I, I will totally 100% admit that for me, it's super difficult because obviously, I'm coming like I'm 36 now, and like 36 years of my life, I've either been told or told myself that that's not what it's supposed to be. Right. And mm-hmm. especially when you have like a switch between fat, not fat, fat, then you realize like people react to you differently because it's like the biggest failure of almost. Yes 
something when you've lost the weight and gained it again and mm-hmm. and, 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 and all shit like that, basically. And then do you, you have to really stand there and be like, but it's okay the way I am. Like it's, it's, that's me. That's not people shouldn't like me less because mm-hmm. of how much I weigh uh, or how much I not weigh or what I look like or how my teeth are or how long my hair mm-hmm. is or not is or where it grows or doesn't grow. And, um, but yeah, d- telling that to yourself every, like every day over and over again, is like super hard. Give tips. <laughs> a lot of work. Um, my tips are to focus on the folks in your life that give you that sense of like positivity, um, mm-hmm. both like affirming what you look like and also who you are. Um, and know that like, if you never showed your face and you were like a prolific author and you'd never shown your face, nobody would even know. I try to like remove mm-hmm. myself from my body. I remove my mind from my body a lot in that way. I say like if I if I did this without ever showing my face nobody would have any idea what mm-hmm. I looked like and therefore my worth would be not at all tied to what I look like um mm-hmm. there are so many ways that we can we can do that to remove remove our 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 worth from our bodies right like that is that is the ultimate goal for me anyway is to remove the value that I give to society from the way that I look um but like in terms of like actually accepting your body, I do a lot of like affirmations every single day of, you know, this body do- is capable of these things. Um, this body, you know, the things that I do like about my body that, you know, I I positively love about my body. I think my eyes are beautiful. I think I have a nice smile. Um, I I love my hair. I think I'm strong. I think I have a great ass. I like, I love those things about my body. So even if like, I don't necessarily love the extra jiggle that I have that day, at least I can focus on the things that I do love. Mm-hmm. And it makes it easier to love the extra jiggle. Um, especially when you have people around you who also love you exactly as you are too. Um, so I think it's a lot of like finding the way that you, you kind of like feel that same love and turning it inward to yourself. Like, how would you express that to somebody else? How would you how would you express to your best friend, right? That that you loved their body and that their body was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then really, really focus in on yourself and really like turn that back around to yourself. It's not easy. And there, like I said, there are days that I I we talked about this very, very briefly. There are days that I just don't want to be perceived at all. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be looked at. I don't want to look at myself and I don't want to be looked at because it is work every single day to love yourself when you're you in in your existence are kind of a statement against what society wants from you mm-hmm. um so i i don't care i don't care if somebody's going to come in and tell me that i'm beautiful i don't want to hear it yeah. i don't want to hear it any more than i want to hear somebody calling me fat like there are just those days where i'm just like please do i, I assume i have no body today mm-hmm. um and that's that's where I come from when I'm saying things like I'm trying to remove the value of the words that I have from mm-hmm. this meat sack that carries it around. <laughs> like, <laughs> the meat sack that carries it around. It, I mean, it is. It is. That's all it is. It's like, it's, this is my meat sack. You have your own meat sack. <laughs> I love that. That's all it is. It's just like a, a big old blob, right? Like it could be in any form and it would still it would still carry my brain just the same, wouldn't it? 
So yeah, yeah. Um, those are my tips. I don't know how helpful it is because I think it's a lot of muddling through and trying to figure out what what does actually help you on your bad days. Um, why on your good days do you feel good? Um, and you know, a reminder that to surround yourself with bodies of all shapes and sizes mm. uh, as well. That's that's a big one. Uh, if you're if your feed is lacking fat bodies and so it's hard for you to normalize fat bodies get more fat bodies on your feed yeah of all shapes and sizes and colors and abilities Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. um i i I made a commitment like i made the commitment to myself like no commitment but i made that i made the decision last year already that i wanted to follow more fat people on instagram because i'm like um it wasn't like it wasn't it was the casual regular instagram that you always used to, that you, you you just have and that the algorithm forces on you basically um and it's also during the black lives matter movement and i'm following a few of those like not the thin bo- positivity thin body positivity people but like also fat body positivity people uh and um they questioned us once where they like um or they, they they made the they they asked us to look through the through our feet and see how many different mm. um colors and abilities and everything you find in your feet and when you have to scroll for ages and you don't find anyone that is not white blonde and thin then there is something wrong with your feet and you can curate that you can um find people who look more like you and if you look outside, the people outside in the real world don't look like the things that you necessarily see on social media. So mm-hmm. you have to make your feet also the way you want it to be mm-hmm. in a way because you can curate what you see. And yes. I started to follow more more um, fat folks that talk positively about themselves and um, a lot of more queer folks as well because it's just important for me to see too and 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 like more people of color as well because you need to see experience you need to see it to experience it and to be aware that the world is not what television probably tells you it is right like where like, Kate Winslet is seen as a fat person <laughs> I'm like right uh. and so much of like the like the clash that I think we have um comes from a lack of understanding of other people's experiences as well so your mm-hmm. feed can look more like you for sure but it should also look nothing like you yeah. In a lot of ways. Um, and yeah. but it should not look all the same. Um, mm. And I think that's such an important thing. Like we talk about the internet is, you know, when we, when we talk about the internet as a whole, we talk about the internet as such a cesspool and like, it's mm. so toxic and blah, blah, blah. And it, I think it very easily can be all of those things. But when I talk about the internet, I'm talking about my internet. Mm. And the internet that I have created. And, you know, we take the time to curate that for ourselves. So if you go on Twitter and you come away and you're frustrated and sad and angry and not yeah. for like the right reasons, yeah. like, <laughs> you're like negative on yourself because of what you've just seen, mm. change it. You have that power. Yeah. You yeah. can remove people or mute people or you can, you know, block retweets and you can do all kinds of stuff on Twitter mm-hmm. and Instagram. And I definitely encourage people to do the things that make their internet experience better. Um, yeah. You know, do, do the things that bring with trolls. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> yeah. <don't>. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. 
Absolutely. I interrupted you. No, that's okay. I was just ranting about how the internet can be wonderful. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So do it. That's also the good part about an algorithm that it also, the more you engage with things that you want to see, the more it shows you things like that. Um, So, Mm. of course, it's not always... um, and sometimes it takes a bit of effort to get to a place where you don't see a lot of shit going on. And that doesn't mean, doesn't mean that it's avoidable um, and it will still come to your feed, but also you can, there are measures in place how you can prevent shit from happening. And um, if you use those, then mm-hmm. you can make it the place for you, the, the even Twitter for you, not as big of a cesspool as it seems to be when you take a step outside and look at it outside, basically. Right, right. Exactly. You said you didn't start out with um, like loving yourself initially and you also don't necessarily always want to be on display, but now you have a job where you're on display (laughs) often. (laughs) Like how do you bridge that gap for yourself and how do you handle that in general? I am very, very fortunate that 90% of the time that I'm on camera, I don't think about the fact that I'm on camera. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's just come with practice. Uh, so if you ask me like how, how, I don't know. I think it comes with practice um, mm. is that I don't really think about what people are assuming of me most of the time when I'm on mm-hmm. camera. So it, it doesn't come into play super duper often, but I'm also super, super lucky that the community that I've created um, and curated has at its core, we love and respect one another. Mm. Um and because of that, I have the freedom to have days where I just don't go on camera. And for the most part, nobody questions it. Every, you know, mm-hmm. people are going to question it if they've never experienced it before. If they're newer to the community, they're going to say, oh, why aren't you on camera today? Or is your mm-hmm. camera broken or something? Um, but it doesn't take many explanations before. And we even have like a command that's just like, Frank just doesn't want to be on camera today. <laughs> and it really is that simple for me. It's just like, I don't want to. <laughs> like yeah. I, I don't want to today. Um, and most of them understand because mm. I think we all can relate to that idea of like, please, I just like I don't, I don't want to deal, I don't want to deal with the possibility of anybody saying anything negative toward me today. Yeah. Because I can already feel that I'm going to be more sensitive to it. Mm. But on the flip side, I want to remove the possibility that people are going to be positive toward me as well, because that is for whatever reason, going to be equally damaging to me mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to have like a very neutral day about it. And I feel very, very lucky that I can do that. Um, I would say like, I don't know, in the past six months or so, it's happened more frequently that I've not wanted to be on camera. But mm-hmm. I think it's more that I had a fear prior to that of like what would happen if I wasn't on camera. Yeah, um, I have like, so I would like push myself to either be on camera or I just would not stream at all. Um, and whereas like, I've, I've really started to kind of try and normalize those days of like not wanting to be on camera mm. it happens. Like, I don't know. I think it's happened twice in the new year. So in a month it's happened two times. One, to mm. be fair, one time I did have a migraine. So I was just like, I'm sitting in the dark guys. <laughs> I can't like, I'm just like, yeah. I'm just hanging out in the dark. I can't turn the lights on today. Um, and that was the only reason I wasn't on camera that day. But, uh, yesterday, actually, I was like, I just can't. I can't do it today. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I part of it is like I don't always want to get camera ready. Um, yeah, and I'm sure you can kind of relate to that. That as a femme presenting person, um, there is a certain, and this is another thing that I'm really striving to try and break out of personally. Um, mm-hmm. But there is this like idea that I will be 
I'm I am supposed to be upkept in some to some degree. I can't mm-hmm. show up without a bra. I can't show up in pajamas and a sweatshirt. I have to have my hair brushed and washed. I have to be <laughs> probably wearing makeup and like you know like that is that's a lot. That's a yeah. lot. I if I can just go live and not do any of those things, then mm-hmm. I'm going to do that instead. So sometimes I'm just like I that that sounds like a lot of spoons to put into going live today that could take away from the fact that I could even be live today. Um, <laughs> um, I, I'm sorry. I just saw the comment. In- <laughs> I love that. I truly love it because like I said, one of the things that I'm trying to normalize for myself, not necessarily that I am, I don't know if I'll ever be confident enough to go anywhere without a bra personally, but that's just a me thing. Um, <laughs> I said, like, go for it. If that's you. I, it's, I, it's totally fine like <laughs> i'm in i'm so in that's just that's a me thing is like i i i got i got and bazongas it, and i feel i like that is I'm, also different if if i had like big boobs and i would would also be like way different with my bra situation because pain and whatever i suppose yeah but but then i'm also it's also yeah, like I totally get what, and 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 everybody's different as well in how That's how exactly much it. or how little they feel comfortable with. Like mm-hmm. how how you when you're not comfortable without makeup at mm-hmm. all, then that will make it, everything else so much more difficult as well. Like so, mm-hmm. so now your routine or other people's routine might be to put that kind of makeup on and do all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, like it's not that uh, like there there is no routine for me that I wouldn't shower or anything <laughs> like I also like I rather right. have showered and I rather have my hair camped but yeah it's kind of like yeah <laughs> I like I I have um one of my biggest insecurities to this day is funny enough not anything to do with my body but just like my skin on my face and I've talked about this a lot um and so I'm happy to talk about it it's not like weird for me to talk about but mm-hmm. I have rosacea and I also have vitiligo So I have a lot of discoloration in the skin on my face. Mm -hmm. Um, It's both red and bumpy, but also I just have weird patches that don't get any sort of tan on them. Um, Mm -hmm. And during the winter, it's not really visible so much. But during the summer when I have been outside, um, it's really, really obvious that I have huge patches of skin that have tanned and other patches that don't. Okay. Um, So for me, I've, I've always looked at that and thought, this is not this is not the standard of beauty that I'm supposed to be reaching. We're supposed to have smooth skin that is like all the same, Mm. like all the same texture and color, right? Like Mm. whatever color that is, it's all supposed to be the same. And so I I have made it a point, I'm taking baby steps, but I made it a point in 2020 to do more streams that I started without makeup on. So I would do my makeup on stream. Okay. and then in 2021, I am challenging myself to do more completely makeupless streams because mm-hmm. I go out in the world without makeup on. I don't care what strangers think about me there. Really? So I, yeah, I know. I know. That's I know. Amazing. That doesn't make any sense, but I'm just like, I, they I, they don't know me. They're seeing me in passing. Like, what do they care? Yeah. They're not thinking anything of me. So I don't really like give them any passing thoughts. So why am I putting so much care into folks who are either first of all they're choosing to be with me and second Mm -hmm. of all most of them most of the people that are going to be watching me on stream care they care about me Mm -hmm. 
and they don't care about me because my skin looks a certain way, or at least I hope not. You Um, wouldn't care if your friend looked a certain way. Like, right. So, you know, why am I holding myself to that? So yeah, it's something that I've been trying to, trying to like really, really internalize because I do feel like it's like the last big insecurity that I have to face being a creator and being so Mm -hmm. camera forward all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. But again, some days are better than others. Like there are going, I have to go into it being like, I feel like a kick-ass lady and nothing can get me down because (laughs) I know that somebody's going to say something about my skin that day. Whether it's good or bad, it's going to be a comment. They're going to notice the difference. And um, that, like, I'm bad at taking compliments, but I'm also especially bad at taking compliments when they come based on my looks, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, I'm happy to be told I'm beautiful by my partner and things like that. And I, I am appreciative, like, when people tell me that I'm pretty. It's not that exactly. Um, I just... If I if I really had my way, there would be no value in that compliment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like yeah. there would just be there would be no value in telling somebody that they're beautiful because what does it add to them as a person exactly? Um, and I would just like take the entire beauty industry and throw it in the trash. <laughs> Are you a words of affirmation person, or is that or is that not your love language? No, it definitely is. Um, yeah. It absolutely is. It's probably. Words of affirmation and uh, acts of service are mm, yeah. like the two top ones for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love to hear it and I love to be told like, you know, you're great and you're mm-hmm. pretty. And I like hearing those things. But at the same time, like, especially I think it's partly because of how I grew up and the way I felt about myself growing up and like mm-hmm. the lack of confidence that I had then that there's always kind of a part of me that's like, okay, yeah, well, you're just, you have to say that, you know, yeah. whether or not. You're just trying to be nice. It's not true. And right, you just, uh, right. yeah. Um, yeah. Francine Chet asks, if you think that it hurts how media looks so put together, that has hurt us as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Um, I can tell you right now that uh, I don't think I've ever put up a selfie, even if I'm not wearing makeup and the point is to show off my bare face. Mm-hmm. I've still doctored that photo uh, and mm-hmm. I've changed the lighting or I've put myself in a position that I know is favorable for it or mm. all of that. And it's because I know that if I just put up a picture that is just like me taking a picture of myself right now as yeah. I currently am without any of that effort that I, first of all, I'm not going to want to look at it. And two, like, I'm not going to get the engagement on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that is that has become the social media game is to see yeah. how much you can share and how broadly you can share whatever it is you're trying to say um, or whatever it is you're doing. And um, I mean, especially as a content creator, that is there, there is a certain amount of importance to that. But mm. I, I think that like, it's, it's so interesting to me because it also has become kind of subversive, right? Like we see, we're seeing more and more that sharing sharing like your raw self is also part of sharing yourself Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Um, We see these like side-by-sides of like, this is what it looked like. This is what it looked like after editing, or this is what it looks like when I, when I pose, or this is what it looks like when I'm not posing, like roles are on everyone, that kind of thing. Um, And I think that's like such an interesting thing because uh, is it really normalizing that, that body? Because at the end of the day, you go through that feed and that's one post that they did, again, for engagement because they want to show that humility 
and they want to show that they are a person because being a person, uh, like, and being person forward, I guess, in that way on socials is also, is also like a, a way to get engagement. I, this is such a rabbit hole that I could continue to go down, but it's, I mean, so, it's performative so in the end, right? Like yeah. that's what it is. It's just yeah. Um, yeah. when your entire feed is full of not that content and then you suddenly like pretend to be super open, then it's just a performative measure um, to let people think that you're actually totally on board with that when it's really just to get, yeah, as you said, more engagement, more likes, more views um, on things. I I would love to uh, never care about that ever again. Yeah, that would be so <laughs> um, great, wouldn't it? <laughs> but I think I don't think we're in that world at the moment. And I like I do like getting to share parts of my life um, mm-hmm. with the internet because I do think that there's a, a value in seeing somebody who looks like me, a body who looks like me, and a person who has some of the attributes that I do. Um, and I think that there's value in normalizing that. So. Yeah. Like part of me is like, I never want to post on social media ever again. I'm going to hide forever. And then the other part of me is like, no, if I, if I were a young femme right now and I saw me on the internet, I would be fucking stoked or not even a young femme, but like just a person who was struggling with their body image and I saw a confident fat woman out there, I would be stoked. I would be so stoked. So that's like, that's the thing that continues to push me into doing the thing that I do is like the idea that I could be helping and inspiring just one person out there to love themselves even one iota more. And I I do think it's so, so, so important, especially also for young folks as well, because even if you look at the Snapchat filters, they don't even, we, we moved way past just like putting a different color on your face nowadays. We just, we just, they actually change the way your face looks. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm mainly using Snap, Snapchat, Snapchat for 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 the people I met this year. But when I then occasionally look through the filters, I'm like, this is my face is not like that. And then you right. see suddenly how the cheeks they make them smaller and the skin is all flawless. And I'm like, when I'm a 16, 17, if I would be a 16, 17, 15 year old person in the world and would use this kind of filter, this fucking app is telling me constantly that the way my face is is not right. And it needs to be, it needs, the chin needs to be more like longer or, 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 or not as round. And it needs to be like a certain color and it needs to be flawless and the eyes need to be smaller or bigger or whatever. I'm like, this is like borderline. This is, this is intense. So w- with you posting things out there and being visible and, and being like, this is how I am. This is who I am. And yes, I struggle occasionally, but it's fine the way I am. And I live a fulfilled and amazing life and I do the things I mm-hmm. love in my life. So, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't, my, my face doesn't need to be smaller than this and it doesn't need to be smoother than this. It can be just the way it is. And I still have a great life. And I think that's right. so, so important for everyone really to see, because again, if you don't see it, you can't really be it. Right. Exactly. I think uh, very often like, okay, what would having a smaller body like afford me in this situation? You know, like what, what would I get out of having a smaller body? Like what benefit would I have to having a smaller body? And arguably you can say like, well, society definitely has like a, a, a beauty preference and that's not incorrect. We see Mm -hmm. it with race. We see it with gender. We see it with 
attractiveness um, in yeah. this like, I, you know, this this way that society has deemed so-and-so is attractive versus so-and-so is not attractive, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we, we do see kind of this, this like more eyes on that kind of media, but that's not to say that success is limited to those avenues. Yeah. And that's not to say that your worth is based on more eyes even on your stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I think like, you know, it ebbs and flows. And I think recognizing that it ebbs and flows and your confidence is not going to be a stagnant constant uh, in your life. It's not just going to be always confident. Once you reach confidence, it doesn't just like <laughs> hang out there. You have to work at it every day. <laughs> um, it's like the happiness thing, right? Happiness doesn't also just yeah. hang out there. It's not confidence right. does also not just hang out there. And it's yeah. not the it's not the goal. It's the way. Like mm-hmm. this is the way. Sorry. Yeah. That was a Star Wars reference for <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Uh, so yeah totally totally get what you're saying yeah I I think that's something that people think all the time is like oh you have such confidence and I'm like yeah I guess today I do you know like (laughs) you don't you don't see you literally do not see me on my bad days because I hide from the internet on my bad days Mm -hmm. like days where I'm not feeling great about myself I just don't I don't put myself out there in the Mm -hmm. same way Mm -hmm. and I feel very neutral about myself 99% of the time I I, I think that there are a lot of like like movements to that are basically kind of all along the same line when it comes to like loving the skin that you're in. We see like this body positivity, body mm-hmm. acceptance, fat acceptance, fat mm-hmm. positivity, like right. And like we have all of that different language and they're all like ever so slightly different. And I've always been about body acceptance mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, all I want to do is accept the body that I'm in and accept yeah. it as the meat sack that is carrying me through my life. Um, I think <laughs> the meat sack analogy I, so much. I mean, like, it is. It is. It's just, it's really all that it is. And I feel like mine, mine looks a certain way and it looks kind of similar to other people's, um, but never exactly the same. And I, I just, all I want is to, to have the, the acceptance that it is doing its job and that is to carry me through my life. It is, that's all I need it to do. And uh, anything else that it's doing for me is bonus, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And also I do think if you come, if you come from a place of really not liking your body and especially Mm -hmm. maybe if you really like had times where you actually hated the skin you were in, Mm -hmm. then coming to a neutral place can also be Mm -hmm. a a super, a super long way, but also it's such an achievement, right? It doesn't always have to be this, not, not everything has to be super fucking positive all the freaking time. So it can also mm-hmm. just be, and that's okay too, because right. that's better than it not being or hating something. It's just existing is sometimes all that we can do. And it's also yeah. good in the, at, at the time that we're at and we're, wherever in our lives that we're at. So, I mean, the, I think the goal is to be neutral or better, right? Mm. About, about the way that we look. Um and for me, being neutral about it is is like the end goal. Like mm-hmm. I, I love the days that I feel really great about myself. Like those are fantastic. But <laughs> I'm I'm really good with the days that I feel just like totally whatever about the way that I look mm-hmm. um, and feel completely neutral about it because that means that I'm not putting a lot of emphasis uh, and my value into just the way that I look mm-hmm. um, because. I don't know. At least for me, I don't know that there is a lot of value in the way that somebody looks. 
Um, I think that there are probably people in the world that would argue against that for me. Yeah. And, uh, I, we just have different different things that we probably care about and think mm-hmm. are more, more important in, in the world. But I would much rather know that a person's brain is and heart are in good places, you know, mm-hmm. like they are loving and compassionate and thoughtful and, um, and patient. Yeah. You know, I, I would much rather have those qualities. There's much more value in that than, you know, you're missing an arm or your right leg is fatter than your left leg or you're, you know, you have a lazy eye or mm. your hair doesn't grow in that one spot or, you know, like whatever it might or be. Or it grows in all the spots. It grows <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I would love to meet the man, and you know it was a man, who picked <laughs> razors for women, like razor, like marketed razors for women. Because I'm like, oh, you don't know the lasting damage you've had. Oh, God. oh. to live in a world where body hair was not grotesque to people. I also, don't I don't understand why. Why do we? Why like number one? Why do they have less blades? Just because they want to make more money? Because what? Well, I have so many questions <laughs> about that razor situation. Uh, no. No, I just, oh, I, I mean, that's a whole other, a whole other can of wax to get into like. Can exactly. Of a can of wax. <laughs> <laughs> it really is to get into like the gendering of, of yeah. like our, our products. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that, I can go on a rant because of that. I would just get like all, oh, all, 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 yeah, never mind. That's a topic for another, for another episode. Yeah. So. <laughs> One day, we'll have me back, and we'll talk just about that. Perfect. <laughs> talk about gendering in media and how that how that all works out. Because yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. We we just talked about gendered clothes a while ago, but one hundred percent will be here for gender in media because fucking hell. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so generally, what advice would you give to young kids or people in general to become a bit more gentle with themselves? Hmm. I think um, have patience, I Mm. think is the biggest one I have for you because um, not every day is going to be a perfect day. And in fact, most days are not going to be perfect days. Even if you start the day feeling really confident, you might by the end of it just be broken down and feel lesser than. Um, Mm -hmm. And remind yourself kind of every single day that the, it is an uphill battle at this moment in time um, Mm. to be a person that doesn't exactly fit this mold. Um, and I mean that like, I'm not, we're not just talking about fat bodies here. And we're not just talking about people that have like very, very visible things that society is deeming are not attractive um, because everybody has insecurities. And I think even if you are the person that hits this, like, you know, tall, they're exactly the this height and have this color hair and these proportions and are completely symmetrical and even if you are that person, there's no way that you don't look in the mirror and find something about yourself that you're, that you don't like, because we live in a society that has taught us to hate ourselves. Um, and so that's what you're fighting against. You're fighting against that. And that is a a largely internalized thing that starts very young. Um, I think it's a taught thing. I think it's a learned behavior, but, uh, which implies that it could be unlearned. But I think unlearning a behavior takes a lot longer than learning a behavior. Oh, yeah. Um, So be patient and be kind. Um, And I think that is the best thing. Reminder, like, just remember that some days, like, I try to do positive affirmations almost every single day for Mm -hmm. myself. 
because it really helps me. Um, so find what what that thing is that helps you put you in a good mindset, um, you know, and then start small. Like if five is too many for a day, start with one. If giving mm-hmm. yourself a compliment is too much, start with a neutral statement. I have arms, you know. Oh, I love that. I love and, that. Um, like just start, just start small and kind of work up from there and know that it does take time and it takes a concerted effort every single day. Mm. And I believe that we can get to a place where hopefully we love ourselves, but um, mm. it, just, it does take, it does take a lot of effort. So some days you might not have that in you either. And that's okay. Some days you just don't want to be perceived. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. And that's okay too, because mm-hmm. you don't always have to be perceived or shower mm-hmm. or, or go mm-hmm. out in the world. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's enough to just focus on yourself for a second because you can't fight the uphill fight that we constantly have to fight in whatever situation right. when you're not feeling it. Like, And then it's not just, oh, I, I don't care today. It's more about you can't pour from, a, from an empty cup. And that's like such a phrase that is also so mm-hmm. fucking annoying, but it's also so true. So true, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you so much, Frank. That was amazing. Um, <laughs> um, do you have any last words that you want our listeners and the people in chat to know? Um, you know, I think I think a re- just a reminder to you all that even if you don't love yourself, that you are loved. And if somebody else, sometimes putting confidence in somebody else's love in you is the thing that helps you get through that day. Because you know, you love them and you trust them. And so they can't be wrong. And I think mm. that helps sometimes too. So I like that. And we're all rooting for you. And if nobody else loves you, then I love you. So come, come say hi and get a hug from me because I will, I will, I will give that to you when you need it. Aww. Where can people find you so that they can cash in that hug from you? I am Frank the Pegasus across the board. Uh, which means you can find me, Frank the Pegasus, on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, on Twitch. Um, I also have a Discord server that you're more than welcome to join, discord.gg slash Frank the Pegasus. Um, yeah, I'm pretty easy to find if you just remember that I'm Frank. <laughs> and we put everything in the show notes as well. So you just have to click the super easy link and then you can find Frank wherever. Yay. So thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for this amazing episode and see you again next week for another amazing one with Amanda again this time. So bye. Thank you so much for having me. This was really, really wonderful and so such an incredible discussion. Thank you so much. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. 